3: All I ever wanted was
0: a love. I want true romance. It's
4: true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Devin Leary.
5: This is Carolina Barlow. Carol, how's it going? You guys, I am depressed as all hell. As all hell, I don't even know what to do. I slept. I woke up at 2 a.m. last night. I'm in London. Hello. And I woke up at 2 a.m., couldn't get back to sleep. My trauma is breaching like a beautiful whale. Is it PTSD? Is it the depression I've had since I was 11? Is it not being around my dogs? We don't know. I was looking on Instagram and anything about a couple was making me cry. I sent you
4: something on Instagram, I feel like, at like, I don't even know what time it would have been your time. And you, like, already responded, LOL. And I was like, oh, shit. She's uh, awake somewhere. She's out there somewhere. Also, Caroline and I just, like, zoomed to catch up for, like, half an hour. And I was like, how's oh, how's usual? it going, to And then I opened the notes for the episode. And the first thing is I'm depressed as all hell. <laughs> I was like, wait. Wait. Didn't even say anything.
5: I did take a one-hour nap. And my perspective on life has changed since then. But I don't know what it is. It just hit me. And I'm a big power through person. And I think my antipsychotics truly help with that. So once in a while, I'll just be doing something regular. In this case, yesterday, I was at a soccer game. And all of a sudden, I was like, suddenly, everything hurts mentally. Oh, I know. It's that weird feeling where I don't want a boyfriend.
4: Yeah, that is that weird. Is, it, is, it
5: is a spooky That's feeling. That's fucking weird, dude. But I want like a friend, even oh. though I have you, who, as I told Will this morning, I was like, why can't I just marry Devin? I know. But well,
4: thanks for like wanting me as a friend. OK, so wait, are you trying to say that
5: you're looking for another friend, though? No, I'm looking for a hot friend as a guy who I who is obligated to check in with me every night. OK. A hot friend as a guy obligated to check in. Maybe, like, a will they or won't they that I can have for, like, the next two years until I am ready to, like, fall in love with someone. Like, a When Harry Met Sally situation would be perfect. Now that I've said that out loud, that is what I want. But it's, like, so late to start a When Harry Met Sally thing. Like, they started in college. I know, but I want to start now. And then, like, everyone's going to be like, why don't you date uh uh Buddy? And I'm like, Buddy? <laughs> We are buds. What do you mean? He's my buddy. Ha ha ha. And then like one night we'll be talking all night. Like on his, it'll be a movie moment. We'll be on the hood of his car looking up at the stars, like in a parking lot somewhere. And he'll be like, what are you thinking about? And I'll be like, do you ever wonder with us if, <laughs> Never mind. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And then it'll be New Year's Eve. We tried to kiss and he blew it up. And it'll be New Year's Eve. I'll Wait, get a New Year's blew party. Blew it up? Like, what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> he's a terrorist, it turns out. <laughs> he is we tried a terrorist. To kiss. He
4: was busy doing 9-11. He was and then pipe bombs. Oh. and <laughs> <Pipe> <laughs> bombs. He
5: was a little brother from the staircase. <laughs> he was doing and... pipe
4: bombs. Oh, my God. The brother in the staircase. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that was a good reveal.
5: Where you're like, oh, wasn't expecting that one. You're like, Uh, oh, he
4: was hot. But now he did a pipe bomb. (laughs) Pipe (laughs) bomb.
5: That guy is so hot. He's basically a pipe bomb. There's like a pipe bomb in my pants. The real
4: Staircase Brothers are even hotter than Arnold Schwarzenegger's son.
5: The real Staircase Sons. (laughs) (laughs) My type, it's the real Staircase Sons. Colin Firth should get uh, M. A. just for making himself look so ugly American.
4: I know, and he does the voice actually perfectly.
5: <laughs> Only us experts would know. Okay, go ahead. Everything has been making me sad couple-wise because I want, you know, like my When Harry Met Sally, but and I know that you're going to have different feelings about this. I think Travis Barker is really hot. The wedding of Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker looked insane to me. It looked like a parody. Everyone is dressed like they're going to an Italian mob funeral in the 1940s. They're in black lace like they're in mourning like the godfather died. Travis looked hot. He always looked hot, but it was so self-serious. Like you they looked like they were doing a Halloween costume for the Adams family. Kim, I, I literally could read Kim's face, which was, I can't believe Pete Davidson has to do his last SNL show. Yep. I'm so annoyed. He's not here with me right now. I'm yep. pissed, even though like there's nothing he can do about it. I'm still mad at him. And like, this is still going to be a conversation. Oh my God. Yeah. And I thought that Courtney's dress, I was surprised she went short again. I loved her dress at the um, courthouse wedding. Like I love a veil like that, where it's kind of just a scarf over your head. I think that's very romantic looking. But her dress, as Chelsea Devontae has pointed out on Instagram, her wedding dress that she wore for her official big wedding looked like it was supposed to be like underwear, but got cut in the middle. And I just couldn't stop seeing that. All right. Let me know when you're done. I'm done. I want to hear your point of view.
4: This is my dream (laughs) D-R-E-A-M wedding. Zero notes, zero criticisms. Everything was perfect to me. Someone texted me like, oh, my God, what are your thoughts on the Kravis wedding? Like, Chris was the only one who looked good. I was like, I didn't even I didn't even think about Chris. Chris looks fine. She always dresses her age, which I like. But oh, that's true. We do like that about Chris. Like, she's not like trying to be like the housewives
5: wearing like, oh, my God, lingerie. Erica Jane looks amazing at the Fenty, you know, Rihanna fashion show. But I agree. She's. Ramona Singer dressed as Britney Spears from the Oops, I Did It Again video will haunt me forever. Yeah, exactly. So I loved everything about this. It was them. Number one, it was
4: them. Okay. And I know by them, I mean, it was Travis and Courtney has changed her personality to match Travis, but whatever. Yes. It was the epitome of them. It was the epitome of like Hollywood trash. Like they're trying to do the Godfather, which I love. Like I just loved how much it epitomized what they would do. Like it was like exactly what they would do. Also, I thought Courtney looked iconic. Um, I thought mm-hmm. all of the outfits were iconic. Normally, Khloe Kardashian, like I, I thought Khloe looks good. And you know what? Like she did wear a Wet Seal looking dress <laughs> to the rehearsal dinner, or whatever like the first night was. But I just thought every other person like on theme. And I Kylie was in her
5: usual blackface. Was she? I, I only saw pictures of like her dress, but what did we she do? We forget that she's white because she paints if you see Kylie without her three layers of tan on and Ariana Grande's the same situation, you'll you'll be shocked to remember that these are absolutely white girls. Well, Ariana Grande is like
4: Latina, is she not? This is going to have to go to Google because Kylie is white. Like, I mean, Caitlin and
5: Chris are both white, but. No, Ariana is Italian. With Sicilian and a brusese roots and a Abruzzese. <laughs> oh, Someone, <she's> <laughs> Someone <laughs> said, is Ariana Grande Spanish or black? The short answer is no. Although Grande comes from, listen to this, Florida, a state that's 23% <laughs> Hispanic, her background is 100% Italian.
4: Okay, you, you got me there. I guess so, I thought that. I don't know why I thought that. Because she paints herself, Devin. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Um, okay, because she paints herself. Okay, yeah, so I loved the Kravis wedding. Um, I thought it was hot Hollywood trash, and I love to look at that. Like, it was what I needed to see. It was everything I wanted to see, everything I needed to see. It was an event, it was iconic. It was, I just, I, I have no notes. Like, what did people want to see? Her in like a fucking boat neck, Calvin Klein. No, like, you're right. You're dress, right. Like, Megan. What's that's the princess name? Megan Markle. She looks yeah. So
5: good. I had injured my shoulder right before I saw that wedding. And I, was I hated like, that wedding. Fuck. That that
4: wedding was gross to me. No.
5: OK. I, I have, so we have I different can't tastes. Go against Megan. I can't. OK. I'm not against her, but I'm against a boat neck wedding dress. <laughs> like we haven't even talked about dream weddings and we will someday. It, it's a little too depressing to do that single. But Let's just say I looked up June Carter and Johnny Cash quotes about each other this morning in my uh, depressive haze was bordering on tears the whole time.
4: All right. Well, let's just say that if I'm going to be wearing a wedding dress someday, you better fucking believe it's going to be slutty. So anytime I see a slutty wedding dress. so true. Anytime I see a slutty wedding dress like Courtney's cut out underwear dress.
5: Devin's going to have whale tail at her wedding.
4: I'm going to have them build a lace whale tail onto the wedding dress.
5: That is actually kind of cute.
4: Okay, no, it's not. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Um, And to go kind of in the opposite direction of the excess, the glitz, the glam. You know, we talked last week about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, which was educational and inspirational. But in the weeks since, I have completed a binge watch of something that has inspired me to talk about a different type of trope, which is a newish trope. I call it the manic pixie plane girl. And she is featured in conversations with friends. She's going to be in where the crawdad thing, where the crawdad saying, I'm trying to think what else like has that, but it's a very hipster. I feel like it's the hipster iteration of the manic pixie dream girl is the manic pixie plane girl who wears like a linen crop top. That's buttoned all the way to the neck with vintage Levi jeans, a brown, perfectly messy bun, maybe some Keds zero makeup, a
5: cup or smaller. Not that that matters. I'm a support. I obviously support sexualizing the A cup, but continue. And she hangs out in the library.
4: She has trouble at home, has trouble at home. This is the thing. It's like she appears like totally normal, good girl oh, she walks out with no makeup like that? She must have no problems. She must have not a care in the world. That's what I think when I see her. I'm like, oh, you didn't have to learn how to paint your face at a young age because you felt so sick about the way you looked that you had to fucking shellac your pores with L'Oreal <laughs> fucking cover girl. And you must have not a care in the world. That's what I would think. But turns out, turns out, they're actually just... Burden upon burden upon their tiny little shoulders. Just burdens, burdens, burdens. And they're waiting for a complicated, slightly toxic, but yet attractive, with insane sexual chemistry, man to come and save them.
5: Okay, well, this is where what I think is a paradox, is that the girls always feel invisible. The Manic Pixie Plain Girl always is the one who seems kind of lonely and seems kind of like a wallflower. But at the same time, she seems sort of out of reach for these guys who end up going for her. Bad communication. They're missing each other. All of these things. If I feel like a wallflower, you better believe I'm trying to catch Dick at a party. I'm not just hanging out at the wall. I'm perusing. I'm looking for a single guy. I'm like, I'm i I'm not like, oh, don't talk to me. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm lonely. You wouldn't
4: understand.
5: These girls no. I've been up against my whole life. Oof. Have I been up against the shy girl?
3: I want you.
2: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials
0: cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it.
6: From iHeart Podcasts. It's
0: like the police knew who he was before they got here. A
6: story about money, power, and corruption.
4: All right, what was I talking about okay this is the thing watching conversations with friends I read the book a long time ago I read normal people and I didn't watch the show I hadn't watched any of these Sally Rooney shits and I just started my journey watching it I'm lucky enough that I started with conversations with friends I didn't have anything to compare it to so I was truly taken and like binged it in a few days I was like okay this is porn um and now I'm starting normal people but. I can picture every single, like, hipster guy that I know. I live in Brooklyn. I went to Vassar for almost two years. (laughs) Yeah, count them. Almost two years. (laughs) So I know this type of guy who watches this and is, like, obsessed with these two girls who are the stars. Because, I think because the Manic Pixie Dream Girl seems intimidating. That's why the men at the beginning of the movie are like, um, please don't talk to me. Like, please go away because she's like hot and loud. And so they feel intimidated. And then they're like, oh, actually she's fucked up. So I can come in and do my manly work of like taming her. The Manic Pixie Plain Girl in conversations with friends and normal people seems unintimidating. Like she's kind of shy. She, wow. she doesn't yeah. have much to say. So the men can men can approach her. They like Come up and they're like, "Hey, like, what's going on?" And they
5: can dom her,
4: to be honest. They can dom her, not really in the beginning, because actually they like barely speak, and it's just like, "Hey, hey." Uh, uh. But she's awkward, but not the way I was in high school, where it was like when I opened my mouth, it was full of braces with food stuck in them. She's awkward in a way that's like, "I'm a little bit nervous." Like, well, you like take a, off my shirt for me. Like a shivering deer, like a little yes. fawn in the woods. Like I feel like I was awkward, like a. um what's that thing called? Like a, a wombat or something. It just like looks awkward. It's got like a big snout teeth sticking out. That was our kind of awkward. And then their kind of awkward is like a shivering fawn in the woods. And so the men can swoop in and then they realize she's complicated. And then yeah. that keeps them like wrapped up in it. And I do give credit to Sally Rooney for making the men also like kind of fucked up. Um, although conversations with friends, I'm like, Okay, it was, like, porn, but at the same time, Joe Alwyn gave nothing. Like, I'm like, okay, nothing I don't understand. Eyes. Nothing behind those eyes. I I don't understand what his, like, emotional journey was at all. Um, But I definitely was captivated by the main girl. And I actually really liked Jemima Kirk in this, even though I feel she might be a little bit, unhinged and i was She's scared
5: so, someone needs to media training she it's tough it's tough in her interviews recently she was like yeah this writer doesn't know anything about marriage yeah this i is know 22 year old writing marriage and you're like that may be right but do you know that you're getting paid do you know that this is a job but also like
4: are, what does she know about marriage like she was married oh
5: <laughs> <laughs> i like i said I've been up against these girls. I remember being in school. uh, I went to Sarah Lawrence and I remember going out to dinner with a group of people. There was one of the 13 cute guys in my grade next to me. Grade class? I'm 14. And he was cute. And there was this French brunette who was so mysterious across from me. He was (laughs) visually irritated that I was in their presence. Like, I was this brash, annoying girl who was, like, eating too loudly and, like, asked too many questions. And at one point, I just kept on going, I'm tired all the time. What's that about? I'm, like, always tired. <laughs> she looked at me like this fucking idiot. And she's like, well, the more you sleep, the more tired you are. And I was like, oh, the guy looks at me like, what the oh. fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, I'm Boo Boo the Clown. Like, did you- I not tell you?
4: Uh, did I not tell you you're <laughs> you are um, I'm
5: here for a birthday party your character
4: just, your character is um the guy with the beard and conversations with friends like the loud like friend that they also have over in their country house who's like
5: hey man how's it going uh, that, is me. that is yeah me. that's
4: you and then I, who am
5: I um come on you're kind of Jemima Kirk in terms of attitude you're right, and I would be pissed like she was
4: if so if, if at that bitch, Francis. The only point where I become not Jemima Kirk is when Francis calls at the end, and then Jemima was like, "Are you having a hard time?" I would be like, "Never." You're having a hard time, good. But I would not have been as
5: graceful <laughs> as Jemima. Even though I think I'm getting old enough to realize complications in relationships, I'm not. <laughs> Cool, try me. I'm not. One thing that I want to say about normal people, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but I will say that right now, as I said, I'm lost in a sea of depression. And don't worry, folks, I've been doing this since I was 11. I think I'll get out of it. It's just that time of the season. But I will say that even looking at quotes from that show on Instagram have made me cry. And the most adult things I've ever been through include near death experiences you know PTSD financial planning uh big eating disorder years but i'm sorry what the fact that you included
4: <laughs> financial planning and oh, that oh yeah list. well that's
5: just like a normal adult thing but it was really hard for me to figure that out no but it's like it's as
4: traumatizing as everything else is having to do taxes it's okay burden. go ahead it's certainly go ahead.
5: burden especially ha. when i didn't do them for 4 years and then caught up on them <laughs>
4: I know. Remember, like I remember being at a party with you and someone was like talking to us and they were like,
5: Yeah, like taxes, like you just don't do them. And I literally was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That was so funny. I I was like, What about property taxes? And she was like, Where are they gonna find me? (laughs) Retro. But one of the harder things to really absorb because I just hate wrapping my head around it, is that there's the realization that you can love someone. And not belong with them. And in some ways, life doesn't care who you fall in love with. Circumstances, personalities can keep you apart. Are my meds working? <laughs>
4: Circumstances can keep you apart. No, no, no. It's true.
5: And I haven't
4: gotten to the end yet, but I did read the book. And that is what is heartbreaking about it. And it's like they have this amazing like chemistry, but they are both kind of fucked up. And it doesn't really work for some reason. And that's just the way... That's just the way this story goes. Um, what song is that? Let's forget all that.
5: I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> forget all that indeed. Yeah, forget all that indeed. You, listeners, chime in. What's that
4: song about? All right, but this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. Number one question from conversations with friends Why can't this girl make more friends? Why is she only friends with. I honestly think she has a personality disorder based on the fact that she has no friends besides people she's hooking up with or has previously hooked up with. Like, go out and make another friend that you can call because it's like every time Joe Alwyn doesn't call her, she calls Bobby, her ex. And then every time Bobby's mad at her, she calls Joe Alwyn. It's like there is a very sick and twisted game going on here. Like, yeah, you need to... Forget all that. <laughs> you just need to like go to the coffee shop, meet someone like, what is it? They're in Europe somewhere. Like go wait, to are the coffee
5: they... shop and meet someone. You fucking freak of nature. <laughs> go to Starbucks and, and start introducing yourself to people. No, no. I mean, just go join a club. <laughs> They're in college. Okay, like, w- Okay. What are you talking about? No, no. I wait,
4: what with do you mean? Situation. What am I talking about? Go join a club. You're in college. I joined clubs in college and then I never went. But like, at least I made the effort and then I ended up just meeting people at weird parties in people's basements and then I didn't remember their name the next day. But it was something. Yeah. At least I had someone to call. I had someone in my phone next day named Andrew question mark that I could call besides like
5: exes. The funniest like found numbers in my phone book when I was drinking would be like full names. I was like, wow, I was able to spell like Michael Silverstein. I was like, no, no idea. The far, Like far, could not even tell you uh, where that happened. I am curious whether Sally Rooney is a good writer or not. I liked normal people. I liked conversations with friends, but to harken back to our last episode, it's sort of like Garden State where, you know, we watched that movie, we read Sally Rooney, you're able to understand everything. There's some sweet parts. It's an easy read, easy watch. Then you think, was that even good? And I think that's my message is everyone should write because I feel like we could have all written normal people. I kind of feel like that too. And especially
4: me, because when I first started reading it, (laughs) me
5: more than anyone, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And especially
4: mostly me, because no, because when I was reading it, like I, when I read the book, without the visuals, I was like, okay, this is a girl who was like unpopular and unattractive in high school. And I know it's hard for some of you to believe, but that was me and only not With your that... big old schnoz, like the wombat you were talking about. Yes. I'm saying like, I, and it's not like me being like, Oh, I was ugly. It's like, no, I had surgery to make my face look this way. And I didn't use look this way. So it's like, I was reading the book and I was picturing someone like the old me, um, the old Taylor that can't come to the phone right now. And then I see this. And so I was like, oh, she's like unattractive. And the popular guy becomes into her. I can picture that there were popular guys I had crushes on. They never spoke to me, but I can picture like, if I was like, oh, come like clean my mom's house. Maybe they would. Anyway, then I see the show and I'm like, wait, this is who is the unpopular girl? Like as Tess Sitzman, a friend of the pod explained it, it's like, okay, Marianne is hot, and rich, and she's not even that weird, in what world is she unpopular? Because you can be rich and ugly and unpopular.
5: I think we saw that on my super sweet 16.
4: Yes. And you can be not rich and hot. Wait, wait. Okay. You can be rich and ugly (laughs) and unpopular and you can be, and you can be stupid and have a podcast. (laughs) And you can be stupid and have a podcast and you can be not rich and ugly and be unpopular, but you can't be hot and rich and be unpopular in high school. You just are popular then. So I don't understand. And then like, I guess it's like the guys in school hate her because like, she'll be like, I think I am too good for you. I don't want to go out with you. I'm like, she's not even that crazy. Like what, what's happening? I don't understand. And he's like embarrassed. There's like that scene where the other kid is like, Hey, you ugly bitch. Like what? And I'm like, no, that would not have occurred with this girl. Like Daisy Edgar Jones is one of the most stunning people I've ever seen in my life. So they that just whole thing lost me. But then this is the thing. You gotta buy into the world and and the the reason you have to buy into this world where it's like, okay, she's unattractive and he's hot is because what really this is, as I said, is porn and yeah, same with conversations with friends. Agree. So it's like I have to buy in, okay, Joe Alwyn's attractive, okay. Daisy Edgar Jones is unattractive, like buy into that just so you can watch the pornographic aspects.
5: And it it really is is too depressing for me. And I got to switch it up to romantic scenes on YouTube. Got to switch it up to a girl who's cutting herself in Ireland. (laughs) That's less. That's less depressing. (laughs) That's less depressing. I uh, yeah. I mean, this is what I'll say too. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't think I could ever be with someone who's not funny. None of the people on these shows are funny, least funny people of all time. Like Joe Alwyn seems like a potential serial killer. If you watch the show with that angle, you can see it. You can see it. It's like, I'm going to this guy's house. I'll compare it to the famous girls episode where uh, Lena Dunham spends uh, like two nights at Patrick Wilson's house. Yeah. uh, in the Cobble Hill, at least he seemed like funny, charming, interesting, like dynamic. Yeah, And they looked like, like, it was also really hot. I literally, if I was in that situation, I would, like, go to you and be like, okay, I'm hooking up with this. First of all, you would kill me. But second of all, I'd be like, I'm hooking up with this really boring hot guy. And it's really awkward.
4: Ew, and his name's Nick. Boring. Um, no the least boring thing about him is that he's married to Jemima Kirk and that she's like this talented writer. And then like, I was like, okay, so he's like an incel. Like she's like, Oh, I was getting successful in my career. And then he became really depressed. And so now I need him to like have an affair so he can be less depressed. I'm like, so this is a show about an incel. Like, okay. But it's like, yeah, it is interesting. Both shows are kind of boring and there's so much space in between the hookups. And it's like, when I watch, okay, so here's what I'll say. Like when I watch, um, like the bachelor or bachelorette or like married at first sight, the episodes are really long. So a lot of times I fast forward until I see fighting, like, I'm like, okay, fast forward, fast forward. Like they're just on a date and they're talking about like their future and their finances, like fast forward, fast forward. And then I see like the fight. That's what I did with this, uh, normal people and less so with normal people so far, but more with conversations with friends. Like just okay, they're like at a party seeing each other across the room, but they're not going to talk. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. They're like in a meadow looking out in the distance. Fast forward, fast forward. Just get to the hookups because I don't really care about her walking around looking sad.
5: Also, Paul Mescal. Paul Mescal, Paul Mescal. In every Paul Mescal. way. In I every way. In every way. I'm happy for him and Phoebe Bridgers that they found each other and also hate them because I want to be with both of them. I just want to be married to both of them.
4: In every way. No, it's really shocking. Um,
5: his... And Daisy Edgar-Jones looks like she parties too hard, and I love that for her.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think all the people in this, besides Joe Alwyn, are stunning, actually, all, in all the shows. Okay, I actually wish we just had Tess on as a guest because she said another amazing thing about this where I was like, what is ugly about Joe Alwyn? Like, he is, like, technically attractive, and, like, everything is, like, all the ingredients are there, but, like, it's, like, Absolutely. it's just not working. And Tess said... I think he has the same problem as Winona Ryder. They have young face. And I was like, wait. <laughs> and I go, wait, what do you mean? And, and she's like, when, they're, when they were face. young at a certain age, their face was perfect and perfectly attractive. But as they get older, their face stays the, stay, stays the same and it just doesn't fit on an older body.
5: So she uh, should have earned a PhD for this it's, analysis. It's this is her dissertation.
4: Pulitzer. 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 Wait, is Pulitzer like for stuff that's not? We don't not need to books? worry about it. Okay, we whatever. don't need to worry about it. She, I was like, this is the most genius thing. Yes, because remember when he was in Billy Bob's halftime show or whatever? Like, wait, what's the movie? Um, Joe Alwyn's like debut
5: movie. Oh, Billy Long's halftime walk. Yeah. Billy, Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Okay, we're both we, like, we're, we were so close. off, but does it matter? Billy, Billy it's like Bob's cold, halftime sir. show was close. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I literally thought like <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton had a Super Bowl halftime show and Joe Alwyn was in it. I missed this. Okay. So when this, I remember
4: in 2016 when Billy Lo- Lynn's long halftime walk came Long-ass out. Long
5: ass halftime
4: this, <laughs> show. Billy long ass hanging low. Um, when that came out, I remember he was like cute. I was like, oh, he's cute. That's when his face was young and it fit. Now he gets older. He gets like a weird beard and his hair is like misshapen and it's like, it doesn't work anymore. And same he with- looks
5: humorless. He looks humorless. He looks like a wet rag. <laughs> he looks like a wet <laughs> like rag. A wet he does. blankie. And I don't know. It's tough because it's like clearly Taylor
4: is hilarious. Like all the okay. speaking parts of are we, we, are not gonna, we are Beth Beth never Jacobs? getting back together.
5: She's funny. So. Never getting back together. Yeah, I don't know about funny. I would say sweet, goofy, a good writer, witty, goofy, goofy. Uh, so, but he's none. All right, whatever. We don't have to talk about it. But he's none of he those looks things. So morbidly depressed that he's always going to have Taylor Swift stands following his. Every I know. Move.
4: And he's like, you just can't feed into it. And I'm like, well, then get out of the relationship because you should be fucking boasting about it.
5: And he can't leave or else he'll get death threats for the rest of his life. John Mayer and Jake Chill all.
4: I know that is hard. I know, I last night we were thinking about watching the movie Ambulance, and I was like, okay, but Jake Chill, like it really did affect their reputation for me. Like I still will watch Ambulance, but I'm like, ew, Jake. It's
5: hard to shake that, yeah. It's hard to shake it off. It's hard isn't to shake a, a 10 minute song about think what a piece late. of shit you are. I like, love, too, that it she's like, brain. 10 years later, I got to reprise this resentment. I know. But it's good. She still hasn't gotten to her part, by the way, and she never will.
4: Do you have anything else to say about these these Irish sagas? I'm also like, these are my people, and I don't have any people that look like this. <laughs> like, I don't think Irish people look like these stunning people. Like, I just I'm like, oh, you just like walked around Ireland and found like the three most attractive people.
5: This reminds me of someone named Claire DeLune at Clarabella on Twitter tweeted, we need a Sally Rooney character with huge tits. And I hear that like I need a drunk girl in Ireland who's boisterous, who's boo boo the fool at dinners who has her own depressive issues and talks openly about them at parties, maybe too much, maybe no over-shares. mystery,
4: no mystery, No
5: mystery uh, and throws herself at like the same two guys every weekend and has more than one friend and has more than one friend, has multiple female friends, all of whom try to give her advice, which she doesn't take. She doesn't. And take. that's, those are my people. Those are my Irish ancestors. I know it.
4: Yeah, I know it too.
2: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts.
0: It's like the police knew who he was before they got here.
6: A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean
5: I wanted to end, speaking of Ireland, with Cara Delavine's recent behavior.
4: Oh, my God. Is she Irish? No, but. Okay.
5: But. But Megan Thee Stallion is? <laughs> but Megan Thee Stallion is uh, one of your long-lost <laughs> Irish cousins. <laughs> I, uh, so Cara Delavine is British. She comes from a very, like, historically British rich family. Ew. Her grandfather was one of the, uh, like, forefathers of the Black and Tans. Now, I don't know if you know what these are. Devin's like, mm, I missed that part in my third year. <laughs> Didn't. Didn't have a third year. <laughs> Didn't have a third year at Vassar. So the Black and Tans were basically... Constables and another word I don't know. They were a British army that were militarized, okay. and they um, basically tormented the Irish when okay. the Irish were fighting for independence. And a friend of mine met Cara Delevingne's father. She's Irish, though. She met Cara Delevingne's father, and she's like very like fun and boisterous at Wimbledon, and she. What actually got along with him really well. That night, she has a dream that the black and tans are invading her home. And her uh, mother said, those were probably your ancestors. Like telling you what happened. Um, I'm just going to say, this is not the conversation <laughs> I wanted to have about Cara Delevingne so what I'm at all. Is Cara Delvingne has some uh, historically annoying roots. Uh, but so recently, she was at the Billboard Music Awards was clearly on a drug called cocaine. H E L L. Worst performance of all time at a music award show. Miley has done this too, where people like are obsessed with Megan the Stallion, which we all are, but they, everyone's like trying to take attention away from her or like. Leech on leeching. Leech. leech. Leeching. Like. Megan The Stallion was playing like Hot Girl Summer on stage once, and Miley Cyrus went out uninvited no. to work on stage. No, and it's like this is not. What this, are you has doing? You. this has nothing to do with this you. Nothing to do with you. This is not your time, by the way. And it's also you're not going to be able to like stand on the sidelines and try to catch coolness or like whatever you're trying to appropriate for Megan The Stallion. Kara Delvine is literally trying to lick her. No. There's a great footage of them on the dance floor at the Met Gala. And Cara Delevingne is, like, trying to look her and making the stallion literally pauses and pushes her away. Yeah. Like, okay, stop. Like, stop now.
4: Get away. It reminds me of, like, when Beyonce was bitten at that party. Remember? Someone bit her. And it was, like, who bit Beyonce? Like, it was Cara Delevingne. I'll tell you right now. You think so? I think it was Sana LaFan. No, I know that there's theories, but I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying it's the same type of thing. We where spent the like... next hour. <laughs> like my, here are the culprits. My Google search bar is already full with Joe Alwyn Billy, so I can't be starting <laughs> googling something else.
5: Billy <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's halftime show. Um, That's when I realized Joe Alwyn was cute. Yeah, Joe Alwyn just isn't gonna do it for me. Um, Billy Bob Thornton does it for me more than Joe Alwyn does. Oh, any any day any over day. anyone.
4: So, Billy Bob over anyone because I hate myself. Bad Santa over anyone, but. Yeah, Cara Delavine's so fucking cringe, disgusting. Also, what are you wearing? Like, what? It just, everything about it was so awful and embarrassing. It was like, I, it hurt me to watch that.
5: Like Bethany Frankel said about Kelly Bensimon after the Scary Island episode of Roni, she was like, I fully expected after that trip to find out that you were in rehab. Yeah. Like when I saw the pictures of Kara Delavine where her nostrils look like they're like the size of hula hoops. I was like, oh, are you going to check into rehab tomorrow? Like, this is great.
4: And you know what? It's upsetting because it's like what you learn in life is like shame doesn't work for everyone. And I like, know. I'm grateful that it worked for me.
5: I think about myself just enough that I was haunted by my actions.
4: And some people aren't. And that's. Yeah. That's just really disturbing. Yeah. They can just keep going. Like, <laughs> never mind.
5: Um, okay. Okay. So that's all we have to say. We'll get to the source of Devin's Nevermind someday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know what you think about Courtney Kardashian's wedding because I, I'm curious. I'm curious. I haven't finished Normal
4: People. I'll let you guys know what I think when I get to the end.
5: I bet you'll cry your titties off.
4: I have considered bangs multiple times while watching. So let's see if that pans out. I know I look terrible with bangs, but I do keep thinking like, what if I could have like a mysterious sad
5: eye with a bang? The Mare Salon in Beverly Hills, California. I gave them a percentage of my rent, but they gave me my favorite haircut of all time.
4: I'm not I'm not going to be going to Beverly Hills for a haircut. Okay.
5: Fair. All right. I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Oh.